what if I'm wrong that what if I'm wrong about this situation? And then I was asking myself, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean if I'm wrong? Welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I have my PhD, and I'm interested in understanding the consciousness of the universe, the consciousness of astrophysics. So using my intuition and my own channel and access to higher realms, inner wisdom, and all of that stuff to understand or try to fill in the blanks of where academia has not covered us on our astrophysics knowledge and understand how souls and all those things and consciousness incorporates into astrophysical phenomena and how that also affects like our energy body and the physics the physics of spirituality how that affects our aura and our interaction with with people on this good old earth so please give me a follow on instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics Hey, I'm Michaela with Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram, so please give me a follow there. Uh, I do attunement work through energy medicine as well as shadow alchemy work. I've just recently launched my new program called the Metamorphosis Program, which is a deep dive into self-healing, uh, a very intimate, immersive program into unlocking your own gifts, into connecting to your own heart. Uh, many layers to it but I'm really really excited about it um, so please connect with me if that's something that you're interested in but why I mentioned the program is because part of you know my purpose and my mission is to activate the inner healer within you uh, I feel like the definition of someone you know we're all healers we're own, all healers of our own hearts of our own lineages of our ancestry, whatever it is, and we choose in this lifetime if we uh, we choose to activate it or not. Um, but we are all healers, so I think the real true definition of a healer is someone else who empowers you and supports you in the activation of your own healing to send those ripple effects out into the quantum field to change uh, the rea reality around you and the reality of your family. Um, and everyone who's connected to you in a positive way. So my work is to empower and support the activation of the inner healer within you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's start with grounding in and just cleansing the space a little bit. Yeah. I'm just going to light some Palo Santo. Just close your eyes. Oh, there we go. My lighter's like not working. Also, my mic is way over here. <laughs> Do you think any of that got picked up? <laughs> I didn't even notice. Okay, well, it's fine. Me neither. Fine. That's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> everything's turned on though, but mic is way. <laughs> All right, it's never happened That's before. Fine. All right. <laughs> Okay, Palo Santo, we're going to try to light this baby up. Light it up. My lighter's not working. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. Pretend or... Let's take some cleansing yeah. breaths in. Big, deep breath. Sipping. Sipping all the way up from Mother Earth. Big breath in. Filling your lungs all the way up. Take it another sip when you feel like you can't anymore. Feeling that golden ray, beautiful diamond ray light from the center of the earth. Feeling that in your body and exhaling, let it go. When you're exhaling, give it back, give it back, give it back to Mother Earth, down through your body, through your root, back to Earth. Another big breath in, fill your lungs all the way. One more sip, feeling that golden ray light from the earth, energizing your body and let it go. 
Exhaling, giving it back to the earth, giving back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Another deep breath in. This time, really imagine your roots grounding down into the earth below you, grounding down into that core of the center of the earth, and big breath in. Filling her lungs all the way to the top, breathing in that beautiful light energy into our root, into our bodies. And exhaling, letting it go, <sighs> giving it back to the earth, giving it back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's do another one. Big breath in. <sighs> Pausing at the top. <sighs> Let it go. <sighs> giving it back to the earth, thanking her. Releasing anything negative, anything that might feel heavy, anything that's weighing you down. Let it go with the breath. It's not yours to carry. One more big breath in. Connecting to the core of the earth, bringing that beautiful golden ray light up through your roots, bringing it into your body, into your root chakra. Letting it flow throughout your body and letting it go. Maybe take your hands and just do a quick little shake off. And shake off any excess energy or anything that might be held in the body. Giving it permission to release through the movement. Letting it go. Let's do a little tap on our third eye. Tapping here, releasing any of the mental chatter, the thoughts that are whirling around in our head that are not serving us, letting it go. Tapping the temples. Letting it go. And tapping the eyebrows. Letting it go. One last one. Tapping the chest. Okay, one more big breath in. And when you're ready, release. <sighs> and gently bring yourself back into this space. Talk about a full body <laughs> clearing. You know, it's so funny how like, uh, I I love that every starting meditation whatever that we do is always so different because it's always whatever we need or whatever the people need and I think it's just ensured by the fact that like before we record we set a sacred space and we call in protection and we set all these positive intentions for everything and um yeah just kind of cool to see how every, <laughs> every and then like you know, you right? Like you don't you don't plan like whatever you're gonna say, just whatever happens, whatever you're just channeling whatever needs to come through in the moment. And it's also yeah. like it's for us mainly or or primarily, but then it's just tapping into whatever the people need. So um Yeah, well, you know, if we are all one and you are me and I am you mm -hmm. Um, I guess whatever I need is exactly what you need and anyone who's listening, it's exactly what they need. Yep. So it is all in our field for, for a reason, regardless of who you are, or I am, or that person is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking about like. Oh, yeah. Well, first I wanted to mention, do you want to plug your thing that you're doing on Sunday night? Because this episode is like timely, right? That's timely for that. So for anyone that's listening to this the day that it comes out or Saturday or Sunday, why don't you plug your thing that you're doing on Sunday? Talk about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be the first guest speaker with the Healthy Babes Club. Mm -hmm. This is a recent club slash membership that has been started by uh, Wellness with Nicole on Instagram, but Nicole Burge, she's a friend of mine mm -hmm. um, who's very much in the wellness and nutrition 
space. She does, she has amazing programs uh, that are all about just helping you kind of get back to um, connecting with your body and keeping things simple and listening to your body intuitively as far as like exercise and even weight loss, but in a really healthy way. Mm -hmm. She's very health based in sustainability. So not fad diets for however many weeks, like what is sustainably healthy for me? And she's very knowledgeable um, and someone awesome to work with. So check her out, but she's created a membership platform um, called the healthy babes babes club where a bunch of us are in there supporting each other. Uh, She'll put challenges in there. She does her like, uh, I think monthly meetups and there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff going on in there. And she has a guest speaker series and she's asked me to come on and speak. So this Sunday, October 22nd at uh, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Well, I don't know, whatever that is, an Eastern Standard Time. 7.30 Because that's where Eastern. you're at. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, 7.30. I'll be on her platform speaking about what I do and speaking about spiritual and energetic hygiene and how that can have an impact on our mental uh, and physical, emotional, mm-hmm. and spiritual wellness. So I'll be on there as a guest speaker. She's also opening it up so that it's free. So even if you're not a member, you can join this one mm-hmm. and check it out. As well as everyone who comes and attends live will be entered in to win uh, um, a draw of a private session with me, which is really yeah. cool and exciting and energy healing with me. So yeah, that sounds interesting. Please check it out. Um, you can go on to my Instagram to find the link in my stories mm-hmm. as well as um, at wellness with Nicole or at the healthy babes club. You can go there and register on Instagram. It's going to be really awesome. And it's also just a great community besides just listening to me talk, which will be fun, but a great community to be a part of and check that out. A really um, non-judgmental, open-minded, supportive community of women who are supporting each other in their, you know, their health endeavors Mm -hmm. and goals in a really like sustainable, uh, like long-term type of way. Yeah. That's awesome. I already signed up. I filled out the info. Thank you. So I'll be there of course, but yeah, go check it out and make sure, you know, keep it updated on your stories. Uh, I imagine you will repost it after it expires. So yeah, go check out Michaela's stories for that. And sounds like a great opportunity to potentially get a free session, energy yeah. medicine. So, yes, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Cool. That's different than the Merkaba Health thing that you're a part of, too. Yeah, that's okay. a different um, platform. It's a platform that's recent recently been made as like a wellness platform. So it's a space where people can be a part of the membership and then they can find different types of practitioners that are in the space. So if that's like different health and wellness practitioners, mm-hmm. um, maybe energy work, just different kind of alternative and holistic healing services. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's not like a, there's not really something like that out in the world. Nope. Like people's benefits will cover like, you know, like going to the doctor and the dentist, but not really that holistic and alternative health, mm-hmm. which I feel like is becoming more popular and really is a huge part of like your mental well-being and just well-being in general. So that's a Merkaba health that has just launched. Yeah. And I'm also a practitioner on that site as well. But you networking, gathering the soul audience, the soul people. It's good. Yeah. Um, so how are you? Yeah, me. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, this like this eclipse really just for me, it it came through and it kind of made me push a lot of situations like to a head or it just kind of stirred up this like I guess one situation in particular but (laughs) it just kind of like it's already brought things like to the forefront and I think well my understanding of eclipses in terms of the energy to talk about it for a little bit is like 
mm-hmm. the way that I've heard it described and what resonates with me is it's like a grand sweep of fate that happens when when the three celestial bodies are in alignment and it kind of we have two eclipse seasons per year um and it kind of like comes through to just like cosmically realign your life and sweeps through and clears things that aren't serving you and i think it kind of just like expedites things and um illuminates a lot of I guess misalignments or whatever so i know that based on instagram this week and based on people's reposting of things and reading comments it seems like a lot of people are feeling this weird heightened energy and yeah it's a lot right now yeah right feels kind of intense yeah and like for me it just it really just like stirred up in this this situation that i that I just felt like I needed like some more clarity on and I kind of just had to make this make this choice that was like towards favoring my own energy and moving out of like moving out of a situation that felt like this kind of limbo energy and into something that is more just I just have to you know I just feel like it's so common where like we're so good at justifying things or saying like you know holding a situation open and saying like yeah i will work on myself in the meantime or like i can put this on the back burner like or the theme that you talked that you helped me through this week when i was telling you about this was it was actually all around expectations because then you sent me a thing about the gene keys and right now the mm-hmm. gene keys are highlighting expectations and and like the thing that the the page from that book that you sent me was actually really helpful about like how it's so human to have expectations and especially i feel like once it's so funny like once you're at a certain point in your spiritual path where there's certain things that you feel like you quote unquote know but it doesn't matter because you're human and so it doesn't like no matter how much i would could tell myself like oh i should taper my expectations or i should still leave this open to divine intervention or open to things changing like we're human and we have wants and there are things that i want and i don't know if they're going to pan out and i i think a lot of it sometimes comes to like your own intuition and this whole theme of like Sometimes like if you I feel like if you have expectations or something, a lot of it is can be rooted in like you feeling like you have the intuition that this thing is going to happen or supposed to happen. And then Mm. that's where the expectation comes in. And then this has just Mm -hmm. been a big theme for me. Like, is my intuition wrong? That's yeah, deep and it's scary. Like that's I think that's why expectations are so hard, especially if you're trying. Can I tell you something quick? Yeah, yeah. So um, right now we're in the gene keys of 42 and 32. And the one that I sent you, the shadow was expectation. Yeah. The shadow of the other one is failure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they like go together. And I'm still learning very much about the gene keys. I'm no expert. Mm -hmm. It was actually my mentor who was like, oh, check these out. And then Mm. it helps me because... uh, we all have our own like chart, but then like collectively we go through different ones too. And then when I like also see it and read it, I'm like, oh, like that just like makes so much more sense with like the collective energy because mm-hmm. I totally get what you're feeling and resonate with that feeling of, yeah. oh, I felt this was going to happen yeah. or I intuitively felt to move in this direction. So like, what does it say about my intuition yeah. or what like trusting myself or have I failed somewhere because it didn't happen? Mm-hmm. But what I've also been feeling into is when things don't work out, it doesn't mean that we weren't supposed to still go towards it. So just because yeah. you listen to, to, to your intuition to move towards that thing or whatever, just because it doesn't work out doesn't mean that you were wrong and listening to your intuition because um, you know, this is earth school, this is earth curriculum. Yeah, and there is some type true. of lesson or value. If you don't like lesson, there's some type of value or energy exchange or something in that. So don't look as yeah. at, um, it is getting it wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was a big theme around this for me, like, like really try, like, 
I I went deep on on this like a few a few months ago mm-hmm. for me uh, in terms of like I feel like this thing is right and and then when you maybe are talking to other people or other people that you're close to have their own intuition on situations or they share that or they're not sure there's everyone has their own projection or of some or mm-hmm, everyone yeah. has their own guess of how a situation might pan out based on the optics of it or something or their own intuition and. Um, it kind of just brought up this whole thing of like um, feeling like what if I'm wrong and it actually kind of brought up this this stuff I think like with um, my past relationship and um, and and my ex and how I thought like I actually Mm. like always knew that I always knew that it was not fully right like I always knew that it was never really gonna pan out in the long term but of course, you know, life and you just you just do it anyway and you just live in the moment. But um, there was like infidelity there. And then uh, that was what I was wrong about. I didn't think that, that would ever happen. And so it brought up this whole thing like like I had intuit I had my intuition working in certain ways in that situation where I was like intuitively, I kind of knew that it wasn't right for the long term. But then at the same time, like and obviously there's like a whole process that you have to go through like when you're cheated on and you have to and you have to reconcile that you had some reality going and there was a different reality under the hood that was happening the whole time and it really fucks you up and so I've had to move through that in these last few years and everything but it was like I'm, I'm I was realizing the parallel to this situation of like how in that situation I like I was wrong like I never thought that that would have happened like it was it wasn't even like ever a tiny inkling in my mind and then I was duped and and I was wrong like I felt like I was wrong and then it's and then when I went deep on this a few months ago or like a month ago it was like I would just I was kind of going going along that line of like questioning myself like what if I'm like what does it mean like if I'm wrong about this and it just like kind of mm. echoed that other layer of like that past relationship and all this stuff. And like, what if I'm wrong that what if I'm wrong about this situation? And then I was asking myself, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean yeah. if I'm wrong? Yeah, like what are what if you are wrong? Right. Exactly. Like, like, like what what neck? Like what then? What does that mean if I'm like what if I'm wrong? Like, can I still trust myself to like do other things in my life correctly? Mm-hmm. Um but then that just brings it back to like what you're saying about the earth school and how we do have to go through these paths. And I think obviously like in this process or whatever I've been through in these last few months, there's been a whole range of feelings and emotions and experiences that have been involved with me going down this one path that have been beneficial to me in all these different ways, you know, for lesson purposes or value purposes and I don't know I think we still never know the big picture I always like I guess just back to that concept of um I do feel like when you're on the spiritual path for a certain period of time or there's there's just certain things that you feel like you know like I know that I don't always know best like I know that I can think this is going to happen but I could be wrong but it doesn't prevent you from like keeping attachment it doesn't prevent you from having attachments from having expectations it's logical as i would try to protect myself there's still only some extent you can't really ever fully protect yourself if you want to live yeah i mean i think it just depends because like what does protecting yourself mean yeah like it also kind of like that what's that one from pain quote by is it teddy roosevelt or it's like no one can make you feel inferior without your consent Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i don't know that's just more Mm -hmm. of a question yeah yeah than a knowing and knowing the answer to it yeah, I mean, all of this, um, all of this is just discussion, just, you know, just like thought points of things that we've all experienced different versions of. And like, 
I don't know, I'm I'm coming to terms with things in real time. I'm in the process of needing to of needing to dial back some expectations that I had and come to terms with like basically making peace with multiple outcomes, which is always where like your power lies um because you can have a hope or you can want something but when you have made you know you're you're going to be okay either way technically and so if you can make peace with both outcomes then that's a good place to be i hadn't made peace with both outcomes before <laughs> i was living yeah. in denial yeah. Not made, I had not made peace with both outcomes. And now, now I'm doing that a little bit and it kind of sucks and it hurts and it's sad. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's, that's okay. You know, yeah. it's, you're, you're human and you're, uh, we're here to feel yeah. all of it. Um, Boy, have I felt trying to wiggle out my gene keys book from being underneath my computer as it's <laughs> nice. like holding it up nice. but i'm gonna go into i don't know i just feel like this is meant to come through at this moment so yeah totally Okay, so the 42nd gene key, letting go of living and dying. The 42 shadow is expectation, waiting at the expectation station. Mm. How long is this? Yeah, that was a good excerpt to read. That was the one that really kind of stuck out to me. Or a little bit of it, at least. The expectation station. I like that. Maybe we should title the, this episode that. <laughs> sure. Whether your expectation is optimistic or pessimistic, it narrows your field of vision and closes down the limitless potential that exists in each present moment. Um, there's a lot to read here, but I'm just going to pick out key points. So in my mind, it's like, you know, an expectation is like trying to... to tightly control something because the only mm -hmm. timeline that you accept is the one that you put your expectation on which is really narrowing mm -hmm. it it's really narrowing yeah. it to allow the universe to give you what you want or better right mm -hmm. yeah um so the repressive nature of of the shadow of expectation is grasping so when expectation manifests through a repressive nature, it becomes an inability to let go and a continual grasping at life. These people do not want things to end and do anything to keep everything the way it is. This is a deeply rooted fear of change. Obviously, everything in life comes to an end and in order and to an end in order that something new can be born. There are many ways in which people can resist change through trying to remain young through not allowing our loved ones to go their own way, through clinging to some, to clinging in some way to the past. However, this clinging actually makes these people gradually wither away. When we do not embrace change and allow things to die and decay naturally, we prevent life from renewing itself, thus sapping our own healthy energy and vigor. Mm hmm yeah it's so true like for myself to even like speak to that um when one of them was um people don't want things to change like being young and stuff like yeah for a lot of my 20s i was like pretty stuck in that like mentality of like younger is better mm -hmm. and like that's been a recent process that i've really had to move through too because like who the fuck said younger is better yeah like why is that even a thing but we're yeah. programmed and conditioned 
to, to feel that like you know the younger you are the hotter you are it's always the young hot mm-hmm. girls in the movies like when you're young you can be like wild and crazy and free and then like that like caps out at like 25 or something and now you have to be working like a corporate job and your like skirt has to like hit your fucking knees mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like yes yeah and like i came from a pretty like conservative rural town so maybe other people's experience are different but yeah i feel like just in society though in general we're programmed to believe like young is better and like you hear even even when you're young like you grow up and you hear your mom talking about herself and she's like oh i'm getting so old look at my wrinkles blah blah Mm -hmm. blah it's definitely anyways it's a program in our matrix i would say because other 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 worlds elders are respected more in other cultures or whatever and there is yeah. i think it's it's part of the inverse because it just reminds me of the pleiadian astral travel event that we did like one of the main themes that came up there was how much they respect their elders in that society on yeah. that planet in the pleiades and so what makes me it what comes to mind is that the whole thing with like the youth and all the thing is part of like the inverse earth matrix that is kind of just mm. literally literally has everything backwards because so. if you look at even like the indigenous communities that are on earth yeah. still like they their elders are you know very re- like um respected right mm-hmm. um as like wise people uh, like very respected yeah. for their experience um i mean the and the young are too but just j- just in a different way but yeah there there's like this societal programming or like you know where we're led to believe that the first like 20 years of our life or the first like 25 to 30 years of our life are the best. And like, once you hit 30, like all of a sudden you have this clock on you and you're just like, not worth, like you're not like valuable anymore. And Mm -hmm. I was very subject to that programming Mm -hmm. for a really, really long time. Or like even grow up and people tell you, they're like, Oh, it goes by so fast. Like have fun Mm -hmm. now. And you're in high school, like blah, 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 blah. Cherish it. I'm looking back now. I'm looking back through the things that I was doing in high school, and I'm like, "Why? Why do I want to be back there doing mm-hmm. that? Yeah, like, totally. do do I really want to be getting drunk in the field anymore? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, I'm mm. actually good, but yeah. we're like led to believe that those are the best days of our lives. Not to say that." You know, we weren't like connecting with our friends and having fun. And there was like um, pieces of that to enjoy. It's not like it's a bad time of your life. You should enjoy your youth. But I think it's just the programming that we're so much valuable when you're younger. So I feel like as I aged into my 20s, I started to get to a point where I was like kind of like pissed about my birthday. I'm like, I don't want to be 23. I don't want to be 24. I want to be yeah. 25. Like, I'm yeah, getting old. Time. And then you're resenting the passage of time. And I would say that. And then I'd be like, oh, like, I just wish I was 22 still. And I just wish I was blah, blah, blah still. And like comparing mm-hmm. how I look to like younger girls. And like, ugh, I'm like, I mean, the thief. Um, Comparison is the thief of joy, right? Yep. But I was very stuck in that because I felt like that's also how I should feel because that's how everyone else viewed aging and stuff. Um, yeah. But I recently sat with that deeper and come around to it and been like, every year is getting so much better and better. Like mm-hmm. I'm in this space of doing the work um and it's an mm-hmm. ongoing process but i'm in, in this space of what does it look like to instead of you know give my power away to um my value if that's in the eyes of of men or society or whoever being younger like why don't i just bring that power back to me and choose to just love myself from where i'm at and who i am and the other thing is is it's like when i look back at the growth that I've made in the past like three years, two years, one year, six mm-hmm. months, even a month. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be my 22 year old self. Like love her. Thank you. <laughs> 
goodbye. <laughs> like, like, much. yes, love you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but like, we're, we're moving on and we're growing and learning. And I don't want to be myself at any other age than like what I am now. And like, I truly mean that. Like I'm turning 28 this December, which not very long ago, I would have been pretty scared about, like, I wasn't pumped mm-hmm. to turn 27 even really last year. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking pumped for 28. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean it, like 27 has been the best year yet. And 28 is just going to be so beautiful. And then it's just going to continue on after that because I'm choosing to, you know, cultivate that, um, maybe approval or value or for that to come from Mm -hmm. inside of me and not for someone to tell me that I like maxed out at age 25. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, you're adding skills and you're adding things every, every year, obviously. So, and I think there's, I think it's so easy to like not be able to see the value in it as it's, going like I've been working on that for this year of mine like I would say this year for me of like what I've added has been like so on the spiritual psychic realm like I think I've opened up my psychic senses in a in a totally new way and really just like leaning into this new level of trust and everything and that's what this year has been about yeah like like crazy and and I had been intentionally focused on that and I intentionally took steps and energetic investments towards doing that and I think lately I've been um needing to make sure I'm seeing that as valuable as opposed to what society would expect you gonna read something yeah I wanted to read more from the Gene Keys because <laughs> we kind of went off Please on a do. whole tangent after it, which is great. But okay, so um, the shadow of expectation. So we talked about the repressive nature, which was grasping, and now the reactive nature is flaky. The reactive nature mm-hmm. finds itself unable to fully complete anything in life. This is another way in which expectation subtly undermines us. These people try to avoid disappointment by not really making any form of commitment in the first place. They move from one thing to another without allowing the natural life cycles to complete themselves. The dilemma that they continually get stuck in, the dilemma is that they continually get stuck in the same old patterns. By breaking a cycle before it reaches a natural conclusion, they simply have to begin the same cycle again in a different form. No matter what they do to escape the negative patterns that keep reappearing in their lives, This can be a disaster in relationships and in their finances. People who are flaky have a deep-seated inability to follow through with things. They are unconscious victims of their own expectations, regardless of whether they are pessimistic or optimistic. So then the um, 42nd gift Mm. is detachment. Oh, yeah, that's important. Let's talk about that. Detachment represents the process of letting go of control over your life physically mentally and emotionally the detached perspective of the 42nd gift allows you to let go of your expectations very quickly as life continues along its own course in spite of you it also means that you can see clearly the places in the storyline where you still wish to exert some control you realize that if you do not let go quickly the emotional and mental waters will close over your head and drown you in torrents of your own regret anxiety and self-pity The gift of detachment represents the separating out process between emotions and the mind, and it takes place naturally as the frequency frequency passing through this gene keys. With detachment comes both understanding and healing. There's a great understanding and freedom that comes to every human being who surrenders deeply enough to their life. You learn to accept your own mortality and intricate flow of events around you, With detachment, you become truly centered in your own being. You discover the gift of detachment through succumbing to your own humanity and ordinaries of life. Then you appreciate life through your senses. You breathe the air deeply into your lungs and you do not balk at suffering or adversity. 
The 42nd gift of detachment represents the process of letting go of control over your life physical, physically, mentally, and emotionally. It is wonderful letting go that it is a wonderful letting go that travels deeper and deeper into your DNA as you gradually allow your expectations of life to fall into the background. The more you accept yourself the way you are, the more detached you become and the simpler life becomes. Mm, yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to bring back around. Yeah, that's exactly what, like with the situation that I was talking about earlier, like obviously I'm in a new, yeah, I'm, I'm in a, a very heavy, like learning phase right now of detachment in a specific area of life. And I think, yeah, it, what did it say? It was like, it happens naturally as you move through this gene. I, I, what, what, what it made me think is that you're usually forced into, right? It's almost like you're usually forced into having to be detached or or like you're thrusted into it. That's what it feels like for me right now. Because I don't know, I had some I had some expectation. It wasn't going accord life wasn't I found that life wasn't moving in line with my expectation and as a result, I am having to detach and accept both and accept multiple outcomes. Um, I feel like life kind of just like forced me into that situation. <laughs> yeah. And then the 42nd sit eye is celebration. Oh. Celebration is the direct manifestation of true awakening. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, there's like a whole blurb on it too. Let me see. With the 42nd Siddhi of celebration, there is only one manifestation occurring, and this is the state of celebration. Everything is experienced as dying, just as it is with detachment, but the difference now is that something somewhere deep within the vehicle begins to laugh. This laughter rocks the whole vehicle since it emerges from the source of creation. The 42nd Siddhi sees the punchline of what it means to be human. When someone has entered the doorway of death deeply enough within themselves, they discover the profound meaninglessness of existence. And as this great truth begins to permeate them from the inside out, it literally kills off every aspect of their own identification with what they are. The joke at the heart of all creation can only be experienced directly. It lives within the heart of every cell of your being. You're constantly in a state of dying. Every cell within your body is dying from the moment it is created. So in essence, you are not really alive at all. You are only simply a passage through which matter is endlessly converted into energy. When your awareness stops identifying with all of this movement and finally comes to rest, you actually disappear. It is rather like sitting by a river and flowing and following the currents oh. and eddies with your eyes as they continually disappear from life if you stop watching the river and simply gaze at it with your peripheral vision you often have a curious experience of timelessness the river no longer has a direction it simply comes at you and out of you from every part of your being this movement of life that isn't really a movement is the sound of celebration you do not know whether something is being born or something is dying, there is simply the endless pulse as the river laughs at the meaninglessness of it all. Whoa. Okay. Well, that was really deep and feels very helpful, actually. And it reminds me of when I was in Banff and I was sitting by the Banff River that goes through main Banff town and just like there's certain parts of it where it gets like towards the waterfall at the end where it gets like really, really fast and rushes by. And I had all these like thoughts about like rivers, consciousness. And I was like, whoa, rivers are crazy. But yeah, no, because 
obviously, yeah, because I, I feel like I had that recent experience of getting lost in just watching the river and just letting it all all go by. Yeah, that's really profound. I'm going to read this part, too. The transition from the shadow to the Sidai, from expectation to celebration, does not occur within time. The process of detachment emerging over time as you accept your shadow patterns is in fact an illusion. Even though it may feel as though you are making progress from one state to another, nothing has really occurred. Awareness is simply playing with itself. In a sense, it is is playing as being serious. Awareness enjoys the seriousness of being on a quest, of being a hero or heroine with the drama of your life. However, when the Siddic state is, is experienced, a great realization dawns. You have always been asleep. Even as you thought you were evolving and that you were doing really well at being attached, you were still asleep. You cannot be half awake. You were either asleep or you were awake. In spiritual circles, we often use the word awakening as though this were a steady progressive occurrence from one state to another. In fact, it is a sudden occurrence. It is not even an event. It is the end of all events. Fuck, I'm just going to keep reading it. The 42nd Siddai really is akin to someone suddenly getting getting the punchline of a joke. Up until that point, the whole storyline was a setup that was leading to this final insight. And as with all great jokes, you can only laugh because in a sense you have allowed yourself to be tricked. The physical mirror of these truths can be found in human DNA. The DNA helix uses human forms to continually reshape and reinvent itself. It is like co- it is like some cosmic serpent that endlessly keeps shedding its skin. Our bodies are those skins. Neither can you break through to this truth. Neither can you break through to this truth. The chains of DNA cannot be broken. It is more that some that you somehow slip through the net, almost as though it, as though it were a mistake, and suddenly you see the joke, that we are not those skins, we are the serpent, timeless, unpredictable, fluid, and playful. The one in whom the realization of the Siddai has dawned is filled with laughter, and all they wish to do is share this laughter with others. They do not know how or why this has occurred to them, and they do not know whether it will occur to anyone else. The Siddic state occurs outside of the human mind, silencing all the noise. There are no practices that assure it will happen. There is nothing at all anyone can do to trigger the state. It simply happens according to fate, which enrages the minds of those whom it hasn't occurred. This is why there is nothing to do except celebrate. What else is there left to do? Celebration is the direct manifestation of true awakening, rooted at rooted as it is in the utter helplessness of what it means to be alive and dying inside a human body. Whoa. That was all really cool. That book is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, that book is super interesting. interesting. Um, let me look quick. A lot to think about. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, wait, what's it called? What's that book called? Just for anyone that The Gene Keys. The G- okay, it's just called The Gene Keys. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, um Yeah. So, and like this is interesting too cuz earlier when you were talking, I did want to actually bring up about like celebrating and and just ce- yeah, and like just celebrating like where you've at where you're at and how far Mm -hmm. you've come and for like choosing yourself and choosing you know to do the work or like to move along the path because we're all moving in different ways and coming up against different challenges and obstacles and you know whatever and it may not always be perfect and it doesn't have to be perfect but we're choosing to show up and I think that's something to celebrate and i think this is when i was talking about how i like didn't i don't want to be 22 anymore i want i want to be exactly where i am and i want to celebrate that person and and the changes that i've seen in the last three years two years one year six months a month and just like just 
just celebrating that, you know, yeah. and for you, like, you know, and you mm-hmm. just celebrating, um, listening to your heart and like telling your advisor about your unconventional path and just mm-hmm. celebrating that for anyone else that's listening, like just take a moment to, when you're listening to this, to celebrate yourself, however that looks, mm-hmm. you know, maybe buy yourself something nice or get yourself that coffee or whatever it is, but just take yeah. a moment to like, just be really fucking proud of yourself and, and celebrate yourself for, yeah. for, you know, just being you and for, yeah. It's a good vibration to be practicing. It's a good, it's a good vibration to be living in if you can mm-hmm. uh, access that feeling of, of celebration. It's pretty great. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. Want to wrap up? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for being here and for listening and we really appreciate it. So please, you know, give us a, uh, give us a review and a, and a rating on wherever you're listening. Check us out on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on the YouTube and mm-hmm. my Instagram is at interdimensional.astrophysics. Follow me there. Yeah. And my Instagram is at Mariposa Moonchild. So follow me there and check out our um, podcast Instagram at the Orphic Podcast as well. Follow us there. Please give us a like, um, comment, rating, review on Apple or Spotify. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. And same, please check out our YouTube. Yeah. And, and uh, subscribe any to us there. Yeah. If you want to, if you're want to send us a message about, whether something's resonating or we always love to hear that makes me super happy getting any messages from people that um have found the podcast and are enjoying it so Mm -hmm. okay well yeah thanks and we'll see you next time bye bye Thank you.